Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Jake from the Total Screamers podcast. The Premier League's in full swing and that means it's time to throw on your club shirt and make sure you don't take a nasty tackle below the waist. Our partners at Manscaped are here so you stay clean and take care of yourself where it matters most. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below the waist grooming needs with the code SCREAMERS20 at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping on your order. That's SCREAMERS20 at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping on your order. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Talk podcast. I am Simo, today I'm joined by Jake, say hello Jake. Hi guys, welcome back. I'm also joined by Paul, say hello Paul. Hey, how's it going? And I'm also joined by Billy. How's it going, Billy? I'm very well, thank you. How are you, mate? <laughs> I'm just good. I'm just good, mate. I am actually buzzing because uh, Liverpool finished third. <laughs> <laughs> somehow. Uh, we were, yeah, somehow, some way. I mean, absolutely epic. What we're going to do today is we're just going to talk about the games for the last match week, match week 38, and then we are going to do individual season reviews for each club um, and those will be coming up in the lead out to the Euros we're going to have some guests or supporters of each club and go through all 20 of the Premier League or some of them formerly Premier League clubs uh, to see how they got on this season uh, but let's go well, so the main the main games that we want to cover right away are the ones where the, the most stakes were held the race for those Champions League places where um, Liverpool took on Palace at home uh, Leicester City took on Tottenham Hotspur and Chelsea took on Billy Powell's Villa <laughs> <laughs> and it was a bit of a roller coster. like I think at, at any one point yeah. the, the, there was like there was one point Liverpool were dropped out at Chelsea were dropped out at Leicester were dropped out at Leicester were third it was it was, it was all, <laughs> all very very mental um, but we'll go first to Leicester City Tottenham uh, 
But uh, we'll go to, in fact, we'll go to Jake first. Jake, what were your thoughts on the highlights of <laughs> a very, I'm sure you were watching a Liverpool game. <laughs> I was, mate, I was. Um, I had, a, I had sort of like a couple of screens open, checking quite frantically, like all the games. So, um, from what I saw though, like Leicester, you know, they had, they were in pole position for, for a while. Uh, obviously Jamie Vardy with two penalties and then, Unfortunately for Leicester, Kasper Michael just sort of it like allowed Tottenham back into the game. You know, he's been Mr. Consistent all season and they're probably one of their best players and lets Kane's goal go through his legs and then he punches the ball in his own net and it's just, uh, I mean, it's a shame. It's a real shame for, for Schmeichel himself, but I think Leicester will be devastated, but it's just classic Leicester, isn't it? Recently from what we've been seeing. I mean, they just, I think I read something yesterday that over the last two seasons, like ninety-three yeah. percent of both seasons, they've been in the top four. And, but they, that class seven percent is like the final day. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> well, just like the first and last day of each season, they've just dropped out of it. And it's like, wow. <laughs> like, obviously, they just can't get the business done when they really need to. But I think for Leicester fans, they'll be buzzing. They've won the FA Cup, and I, they probably would have oh, taken shit. that at the start of the season. Um, you know, it's a day at Wembley with all those fans and something that they'll never forget. So I think they'll be very happy with that. So obviously yeah, they will be good. <laughs> I think they'll be mildly disappointed to miss out in Champions League. Obviously, Champions League is a great, a great day out and stuff like that. COVID mm. pending, they still have Europa League, so they still have some good away days and some good um, home fixtures as well to look forward to and the trophy. So I don't think Leicester fans will be all too disappointed with this. I mean, on the last day, and you could kind of see it happen as well, but. There was a point where um, Chelsea were down to Villa, mm. Leicester were ahead, and Liverpool were drawing. And you yeah. just think, oh, they're going to do it. They're actually, they're actually going to, obviously, obviously that would not be the case. Uh, two, two penalties from Jamie Vardy wasn't enough. Uh, Harry Kane did enough to secure himself the golden boot. And the golden, what is, the, what is the assist one called? The golden playmaker? Playmaker, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Is that a thing? That is, that is a thing apparently. I, I like, think it's a new thing, yeah. Yeah, uh, is that? It was like fourteen in the end, wasn't it? 14, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he's, he, he very much deserved it. To be fair, he did have like he was on the same goal tally as Salah, and then had ten, ten assists on top of on Salah's count as well. So he has been tremendous this season. Obviously, had enough of the Spurs, hasn't he? He's gone away. <laughs> uh, what were your thoughts in the match, um, Billy? Um, yeah, I wasn't watching this match, but Leicester just serial bottlers at the minute, aren't they? Um, but saying that though, offer them the FA Cup or Champions League football at the beginning of the season. And I think like Villa fans, they'd have probably have taken the FA Cup all day long. Um, mm. Fair play to Spurs though, doing their rivals a favour. I didn't expect that, to, that at the beginning of the day. But yeah, it was nice to see uh, Vardy get two goals and... As well, and for a bad season, I was looking at his stats earlier. He's had twenty-four goal contributions, which is mental, really, considering how how poor of a season he's had up to his standards. Mm. But it was also a nice send off for Kane as well. I thought from Tottenham to actually get the win. But yeah, <laughs> he's not going to go Leicester. He's not going to go. Oh, <laughs> thanks, that's, that's a massive shout. <laughs> <laughs> Where is he going to go? Man City. Well, in my was, opinion, anyway. Yeah, I, I think, think you'll go to City. I, yeah, I don't. Are City linked to them as much as you'd think? Because if it was like such a done deal, and obviously City need a striker, so you'd think like everyone would, would just like he's gone to City, but it doesn't seem that clear. And then, 
United could obviously do with them as well, but he'd be a fool to go to United. They're not winning anything mm. anytime soon. I think if he wants to win trophies, then the one place he's guaranteed to win trophies is at Man City. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it's down to him, really. I actually think, day, it, I think I think he'll go abroad. I don't think Daniel Levy Celtic or Rangers any, any UK clubs. It's very much the <laughs> UK media that's pushing this. He's going to say he's going to Manchester City or Manchester United, and really those are the only viable clubs that he would go to. Um, I don't think he'd go to a Chelsea. They're they're the only other club that could afford them that are in, that are sort of in the market for that central striker. It uh, will go to Liverpool. Liverpool aren't going to go and spend you know 120 on on Harry Kane. I've already spoke about that in our pod. I just don't see Liverpool going out and spend 120 million on an injury prone striker approaching approaching his thirties. Considering they've just let Gini Wijnaldum go, a 30 year old player that was free there for the taking. He just wanted a wee bit more money and a longer contract. Liverpool said. No, from what I understand. So I don't, I don't see them doing that and then go down and spending 120 million on an injury prone, um, strike as good as Harry Kane is, as quality as he is. I just don't think, um, Liverpool mm. would take the risk in that. But yeah, it's very much the media pushing this Manchester United, Man City. I think Daniel Levy would, would, would eat his own arm before he'd let him go to another UK club. <laughs> um, I think he'll go to PSG. I think because PSG just don't, they don't care about the money they spend. <laughs> they just don't. <laughs> What 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 are your thoughts, Paul? Where do you think he'll go? You're the one that said he won't go. If he if he does go, where do you think he could go? Yeah, I didn't think of PSG actually. That's a good shout. Um, I just think I just don't think he'll go because he said he's gonna he wants to sort it before the Euros, which mm. like that just won't happen. That's not so stupid to say that first of all because yeah. Levy is just gonna like keep him in the club until then, and then mm. just I think he'll just stay another season, and then something might happen, and if. Tottenham get a good manager, then like that will all come into it as well. Um, yeah, I think Levy will hope like he injures his ankle or something. In the <laughs> 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 I, yeah, well, I, I'd say he's not going to go. Like I'm Messi, wondering, I'm wondering if Daniel Levy's going to have lessons learned. He could have got a lot of money for Christian Eriksen. He could have got a lot of money. Yeah. Was, he could have bought Jack Grealish for twenty million, but he offered <laughs> us three million and Josh Onomar instead. I mean, but that was a that was a poor decision. <laughs> But back on Ericsson, he could have probably got upwards of 80 million because Real Madrid had, they showed some real interest yeah. in Christian Ericsson when he was fired and when he was one of the best playmakers in the league. And he held on to him and just wouldn't let him go till Christian Ericsson's form dropped off severely because he was trying to phone a, uh, force a move. And then he went for buttons. He went for like 18 million or 16 million or something. That's so, the figure he went something to. Something really low, yeah. To, to mm. Adam Milan. It was a figure that wasn't even worth. Um, spurs his time to be honest so I wonder if he will have lessons learned and the last thing you want is a player like Harry Kane going on a free or going for like a reduced fee especially if it was going to be one of your Premier League rivals I've seen something interesting today actually and, and someone was talking about Harry Kane and they said Tottenham very much have the power because Kane's still on a three I think it's a three or four year contract and he's 27 now I think he's 28 this year and they're saying you know he's got a three year deal he's pushing 31 by the time this deal expires Tottenham have Tottenham could keep hold of him. They know his powers are going to wane. If Tottenham want to keep hold of him, I think they they quite easily could. Um, and I think Harry Kane's not the type of player to do a Christian Eriksen and sort of throw his toys out the pram and be like, I'm not going to play. I don't think he would do that. I think because he's A, the England captain, he's got a lot of sort of expectation on his shoulders that he has to perform, especially with the young England talent coming through. I mean... I highly doubt Southgate would drop him. But, you know, if, if Harry Kane doesn't play, then 
realistically, why should he be picked for England? So I think he'd look at that situation as well. But I think, again, I agree with Simo. I think he will go abroad if he goes anywhere. But I, I'm inclined to agree with Paul. I think he'll stay for another season before he goes. I think That's he the right answer, I think he would be much more. I don't know if Spurs are going to invest enough in the squad to really make a challenge for for what Harry Kane probably wants to do, which is, let's face it, at this point he's going to go and win trophies before it goes by him. Um, still sat That's there on a on a, on a trophyless career of <laughs> he's got won the Audi individual Cup. individual <laughs> awards. He's like running out of space on the shelf. <laughs> like in terms of individual like credentials, he's like running out of space. But he just can't seem to get Spurs over the line. And I just don't see Spurs getting over the line. Um, with the, I mean, there's, they can't really, um, what manager are they going to attract that's going to take them to this next level? Mm. Who are they going to bring that's in? The thing as well. To, you know, they need a whole new back line, essentially, apart from maybe Regulon, who, if they're going to have a player like Regulon, they need more defensive players in midfield that are able to co- cover yeah. them as well. And they just look, there's holes all over the pitch for me. And I just don't see them. Not when, well, not when teams are like, like Leicester are going to be competing. Not when we've got an Ancelotti in the league that's probably going to be back to the summer. We get Aston Villa that are talking about spending two hundred million on a transfer window. We've got Liverpool have to buying key areas to compete. Manchester United are a few players off a really really good squad. Chelsea have one of the deepest squads in the se- and, and they have no indication that they're not going to go and buy more players this summer. <laughs> Man City have a ridiculous team that's just. Unfavorable on play on, on paper they have like a, a defence that's worth like four hundred million pounds. Where does this Spurs team come into this? Leeds, yeah, like you could throw Leeds. Well. <laughs> yeah, there's the so many is, teams now. It might the lead might be as competitive as it has been in the last sort of. Mm. I can't even remember how long, but and especially with this window that's coming out, I think. I just don't see. I just. I. I think you're forced to move. That's me. Personally. I think, I think you'll get with it. Kane. Kane could stay if they get a good manager, and a good manager could come if Kane stays. So, mm. like, I think yeah, that's the, could play it that the way, balance though, that's going to be yeah. there, isn't it? It's no manager's going to want to go there when they lose Kane because it's exactly. like, right, what do we do now? <laughs> yeah. um, but then, you know, managers are attracted to the f- prospect of Kane being there. So it, it is a very fine balance that Tottenham have, and it's something that it, it, Levy's got really got to play his cards like perfect because you know they're already sort of wobbling, and this this could really come crumbling down for Tottenham. Mm. Yeah. I really could, I really could, and I'm sure Levy's got a couple of sleepless nights, sleepless nights ahead of him, um, and what's going to be a, a pretty mental transfer window. Let's go next to a weird game. Uh, Manchester United. I don't even think we could call this a second string squad that they fielded. <laughs> that they felt they fielded against Wolves, who at the end of the season uh, are losing their manager Nuno, who's heavily linked to Spurs at the minute. I'm not sure if Daniel Levy is going to be totally enchanted by Nuno. Haven't they ruled? However, haven't they ruled it out that Nuno's think, not? They're not looking at Nuno. Uh, I think mm. I, I've not. I've not read it down on paper, but it does reek of Spurs. Mm. I don't think. <laughs> I, I think it would be a, a good move for them. A solid manager, a Premier League proven manager. They can maybe. Mm. He's got a cool head. He's got a really cool head. He could maybe get the players together and, and get them playing. But they would have to switch that back three. They would have to buy and and uh, in the back line, as I think they already need to do. But mm-hmm. I don't think it'd be the worst signing they could get. You know, uh, I just 
I think Levy's going to be one of his big blockbuster manager. Um, he nearly just about wet himself when he signed Jose Mourinho. You know, and I think he'll be looking for that again. He'll be looking for the rush. <laughs> for the new Amazon documentary. Um, yeah, yeah. All or nothing. The answer's nothing. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's go over this Manchester United side that was failed. Field. Dean Anderson, Brandon Williams at right back, who I think is a left back by by trade. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Bayou and centre back next to two NCB. Uh, Alex Telles at left back. Van de Beek finally got on the pitch. Good for him. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he was in that midfield with Matic and Juan Mata. Uh, out in the right hand side was uh, Alanga, a player I've not really seen much of. I think I've seen him off the bench maybe once or twice. Dan James out in the left and uh, Ahmed Diallo uh, up front and. Wolves couldn't get by them. Wolves couldn't get by this side. I was, I didn't watch them. I only watched the highlights, so I can't really get an entire feel of the 90 minutes, but I don't understand how this Wolves side couldn't get by this, this third string Man United side that have probably never played together in a, in a competitive match. What were your thoughts on the match, Jake? Um, again, highlights only for me. So I, looking at it on paper, you'd like to think that they're fully strength. Wolves said would be able to get past this but I, th- I don't know I think Wolves this season have sort of just given up I know it's quite it's a term that you don't really like to use but they're definitely one of those sides that wanted the season to be over and knowing that Nuno was going to be going and things like that I think there's probably a lot of heads sort of dropped in that Wolves side um, a lot of them were probably thinking you know if Nuno goes then I'll, I might follow him the likes of Ruben Neves and, and people like that are probably thinking you know if he goes to say a Tottenham I might get a move to a Tottenham so you think that a lot of them would probably want to have a, something to prove and you know play quite well but uh, you know United fair play to them they give give their youngsters a go and make a wish Donny van der Beek finally got a game which was nice for him um, <laughs> but yeah uh, it's nothing really to say it's a dead rubber wasn't it for, for the, both of these sides so but uh, Alanga scoring you know his, his, his first goal in his second game his second start I think it was so yeah well done him the moment he won't forget. Yeah, only nineteen years old, I think. Mm. Um, let's not let, let's not dwell on this match because there wasn't a whole lot to talk about. I just wanted to get <laughs> so much fortunate, but I want to go next to uh, West Ham, Southampton. Southampton have finished the, the, the second half of the season for West Ham. Uh, sorry, Southampton has been absolutely <laughs> shocking. West Ham have managed to do the business in the last day. Uh, a brace for Pablo Fernandes and uh, Declan Rice got a goal as well. Billy, what were your thoughts in the match? Um. Uh, again, just the highlights <clears throat> for me, but yeah, Southampton have just gone to part, haven't they, really, since that 9-0. Um, it was just it was just so weird to in comparison to last season when they won night when they lost 9-0, sorry, they mm. bounced back from it and turned into like a team potentially fighting for Europe. They carried that on this season. It, it happened again. And it's had the complete reverse effect and they've just yeah. completely dropped off to, I think since then that it's been relegation form from them. So it's just really weird, but fair play to West Ham, you know, uh, it's good to see them in Europe as, uh, as a fan of the other 14. <laughs> it's good to see <laughs> another one of them get into Europe alongside Leicester as well. Um, and yeah, hopefully it will be Villa there next season, but, yeah, do you reckon, one question that I wanted to ask though, do you reckon that Southampton could be relegation contenders next season? I'll go to you for that, Paul. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> is that because the, the, uh, is that because the 
who are you, who are you backing for? For me, I'd say Palace and two of the, the promoted mm. sides would probably be. Uh, yeah, Palace candidates. could be in the shit. Um, no, I think <laughs> like if Southampton keep their manager, I can't see them getting relegated. Like they obviously they finish pretty poorly, but they've never really been in the bottom three or even close to it. Even this season, no one was like, "Oh, Southampton are going down." Hmm. Um, obviously, if Danny Ings leaves or stops scoring, that could all change. They seem, yeah, they've definitely based their team around him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think with the manager staying, I think that's just crucial. It's just so much. Obviously, they've had the two nine nils in the past two seasons, but the stability that he brings to the team, even when they're losing, he seems to get it back on track fairly quickly. Um, and yeah, I think this is a hard season for them because they lost Hoiberg, which he was crucial in the midfield. So kind of trying to play the same system without him and then bringing in Minamino and trying to fit him in, which he did at times. I think they were just in a bit of transition. Um, but yeah, I can't see them going down. That's Yeah, not at all. I, re- I very much think losing Hoiberg maybe had an impact that maybe people didn't really foresee happening. I kind of maybe mm. saw it coming because... You know, he is that type of player. He's doing, he's doing that exact same job for, for Spurs. He's a genuine midfield and he's just, he's just there to make it hard to play against them. And James Ward-Prowse is, is, is obviously probably missing that runner next to him mm. to be able to do a lot of running for him. Um, but Southampton are not laying down to teams here. If you look at the stats, they lost 3-0 to, 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 to West Ham. They still 17 shots, atten- 17 shots in 64% of the possession. So they're holding onto the ball. They are, they are, Trying to score. <laughs> lacking a wee bit, um, good. Lacking a wee bit, uh, finish. Killer instinct. Killer instinct is one yeah. <laughs> oh, dear me, should we go? I know Billy's been waiting for this, so we'll just, we'll just get it out of the way, shall we? Okay. <laughs> let's go to Aston Villa, Chelsea. Aston Villa beat Chelsea at home with the fans. Billy called it. Well done, you, Billy. Yeah. What were your thoughts in the match? <laughs> <laughs> um, first things first just buzzing to see fans back inside Villa Park but in the actual game I thought we started off really poor the first 25 minutes or so we just kind of sat back and let Chelsea play their football but then after that we showed some fight and grit we saw a different side to Jack Grealish that you've never really seen before he started to kind of nibble away at the nibble away at the Chelsea players, kind of get into them a bit dirty, if you like. And I like that. I, I really like that. I've never seen that really from him before. But with the Champions League coming up for Chelsea, I wanted the players to go out and be like, Champions League final? There's no chance you're playing in that, mate. And proper, just like nibble away at them every now and then, you know? Hard tackles, let them know you're there. And it was really good to see us do that after the first... 25 minutes or so. Um, but yeah, and then we got a goal just before half time, a lovely, lucky training ground goal. It was mm. very lucky that it managed to squeeze in, but they all count. And then, uh, yeah, I thought that Chelsea were a bit like PSG in their game against Man City after that. They kind of lost their heads, got a few yellow cards for silly fouls, really. Then in the second half, we got our second goal, for, which for me was a 100% penalties kind of swiped his legs and um, you can't do that in you can't do that in the Premier League anymore um but yeah uh, uh, um, <laughs> get my words out a 2-1 win so we managed to hold on unfortunately Chilwell stopped us getting that record breaking 16th clean sheet but 
Another win against one of the big six for Aston Villa. We've got wins against Spurs, Chelsea, two against Arsenal, Liverpool, Leicester as well. So, yeah, it's looking good for Villa. Really good. Positive signs, positive signs. Yeah. Um, not so positive signs for Chelsea. They have the next game they play is quite a big one. Um, and they have a difficult opposition to face. Uh, they did play better than Villa in this game. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at the stats yeah. here. It's it's quite bizarre. It's one of those. It's they've been they've been FM'd. They've been football managered. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, three shots in target. Two of them went in for Villa. Um, 28% possession, 250 passes, only 69% of them came off. I mean, that's, that's woeful. <laughs> that's, that's woeful. <laughs> but the, the thing is, Chelsea need to, they need a, they need, need a real, they need a striker. Up, like a real 20, no, like 20, need Harry Kane. Yeah, they need Harry Kane. <laughs> <laughs> they do, they All won't go. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, a- they've been, they're still linked to Lukaku. Mm-hmm. Lukaku could make this side absolutely lethal oh, for sure. if they had Lukaku. Uh, Lukaku? Lukaku. <laughs> <laughs> Running through the middle there, um, who's in just amazing form over in Serie A at the minute. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I said a wee while ago that Chelsea, it was still entirely possible that Chelsea could have finished this season trophyless playing Europa, and they came <laughs> very, very close to it. <laughs> and they have spurs of all teams doing them a favour. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's worrisome for Chelsea fans, I'm very, very sure. Yeah, I think for Chelsea it is worrying. I was watched the highlights back and, and when I was flicking between the two games, you know, Chelsea were so wasteful. Like, they've been wasteful all season. I know, you know, we talk about Werner quite a lot and his inability to score, but, like, it's so glaring when you sort of watch Chelsea quite regularly because he genuinely, like, looks like he's scared of putting the ball in the net. I know he's had three goals disallowed, but for some of them, you've got to stay on side. Like, it's in just the last basic. week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's just basic, like, footballing striker's knowledge is mm. to keep yourself on side. That's what separates you from being I a good player and a great player. I and can't it's recall like, a player that's offside more than Timo Werner. No, literally. When he doesn't need to be offside, he's fast. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he's lightning you quick. don't need to be yeah. a yard ahead. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Some of these players he's, he's been a yard ahead of, it's just ridiculous. They're like, old 30-something-year-old centre-backs, and he's like, trying to get a yard on. I'm like, you shouldn't need that. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, oh, yeah, right, quiz too. for you. Oh, no. So, Timo, Timo Werner, 27 offsides this season. Yeah. Name the four players who had more offsides than him. Oh. Ollie Watkins? Yeah, I'm 31. Ooh. Is he the highest? No, there's, he's third. Right. Third. Jamie Vardy? Yeah, <laughs> 36. Jamie Vardy, yeah. yeah. He's, he's first. And then he's one first. English player. And one Senegalese player. Mane. Sadio Mane. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what am I going to say here? <laughs> yeah, Mane, yeah, surely. Mane. And then Patrick, Patrick Bamford. No. It's got to be Patrick Bamford. Not no. Bamford. Uh, oh. Bamford's 18, so a couple bit lower. Like 18 offside, so half as many as Werner. That's still a lot. English. <laughs> Who could it be? Who could it be? I give up. I can't think of any others. Sterling. Yeah, Sterling. That's a shout. Rashford. Rashford. Ah, Ah, one of them. Who could be one of them? (laughs) I don't think Sterling played enough, did he? 
A fair one, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Say. It's not really his game, is it? Like Man City aren't really caught offside. Mm. Hardly ever really they're not, they're not really the ball over the yeah, top. Yeah, tight. That's true. They normally like just suffocate you. A <laughs> 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 <Our> men's passing. <laughs> Um, that was a good week. I think we should. Oh, I liked it. That yeah, was, yeah, that was good. It was better than what I thought it was going to be. Ours. I don't know what I was expecting, but calling his quizzes. <laughs> did, you th- did you think it was just like you held Paul, so you had a quiz, and you're just like, oh fuck's sake, you know. <laughs> Some kind of nostalgia kind of thing. In 1977, I was. <laughs> Which Irish player? <laughs> Oh, I've got a wee bit of trivia for you, Paul. Go on. Joe Shaughnessy, captain of St Mirren, just called up to the first team island squad. There you go. There you go. Better trivia. Oh, really? Yeah. I can nice. sleep at night now. There you go. Well done, him. Oh, in fact, it wasn't Joe Shaughnessy, it was Jamie McGrath. I was, I was arguing. He doesn't even know your Irish McGrath. St Mirren players. St Mirren. I would make my argument is, oh, if you have a McGrath, you have Joe, Joe Shaughnessy as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about, I was talking about there. Uh, there you go. There's some false trivia. And then I came in with a real trivia at the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, I mean. just testing you out. Yeah. Yeah. Just, te- yeah. just testing you. Right. Where should we go next? Uh, should we go eventually to Liverpool? I've been putting it off because, you know, it's just, I was so buzzing about this game. I really, really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. Uh, you could never tell, like, if you shut your eyes and you didn't know there was any sort of pandemic, you'd never be able to tell there was only 10,000 fans in that stadium. Mm. Never yeah. in a million years. The noise made was absolutely immense. Um, and Liverpool just fed off it. I just felt like mm. every player on the pitch had an extra yard. And Palace, they got in behind early as well, uh, when there was a bit of confusion between Nat Phillips and, and, and Reese Williams. And, um, after that, I just find, but we just there was no mistakes really after that. Liverpool really well and truly uh, were just excellent front and back after that. What were your thoughts in the game, Jake? Uh, yeah, same, same, mate. You know that early chance uh, to, fell to Palace. I thought, oh, it could be one of those days where it just it just doesn't go your way. But the fans really got behind it, and like you say, the players fed off that atmosphere. And I felt like that it was a professional, quite a professional performance from Liverpool. They knew what they needed to do, and I think as soon as that Sadio Mane goal went in, as scrappy as it was, that's sort of what we needed was just that scrappy goal that goes in, bit of luck that you need on your side, and I just buzzing for Mane as well, managing to get the two goals. I feel like he's someone that does feed off a crowd. He's been criticised quite a lot this season, but you know he'll be made up with that to, to get us into the Champions League and to finish third as well. And you know, if we're talking about as as, as late as April twenty fourth, when Liverpool drew to Newcastle, and we were I think eighth, and everyone was like, ah, you, you're not even going to finish in the Europa League. I mean. To finish third is some achievement, especially with <laughs> yeah. the the injuries and you know we spoke about it all season, but the the, the injuries and, and the, the loss of form and things like that. But I think to finish third this year is like a massive achievement, and you could see that on the players' faces. On Jurgen Klopp was absolutely delighted, yeah, and full credit to him because he has turned you know from what was going to be a dreadful season into a positive end, a good a good sort of end to the season, and and. You something to build on for next year. Hundred percent, we take that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You know what I mean. And we've, when that injury list came on, like of all games missed by key players, and it was just it's ridiculous. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's, um, it's <laughs> yeah. amazing that we finished in Champions League spots. I mean, we, we approached this this sort of final race in a, in a league, and it was about nine games off. And I think Jurgen said he probably we probably need to win, um, like seven of these nine games, and that's exactly what happened. When like seven drew two. Um. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a, it was an amazing amazing performance. Um, 
Roy Hodgson had had his last day. I said, I said on our podcast, he would do us a favour. Roy, Roy Boy always does us a favour. Um, yeah, uh, what were your thoughts on the match, Paul? Um, I was actually a little bit worried in the second half when we were nil off or one up, one nil. Sorry, for so long I was like, oh shit, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, equaliser. But yeah, I think you're like. It was there to see, like the crowd made such a difference. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. They just, just I think, I think the second half was actually quite quiet for like twenty minutes. It was kind of hard to know if fans were there, but I think just the fact that they were there and that, like, even mm-hmm. like you get the cheers of the corners made such a big difference. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, to make it to Champions League, and I love that about Klopp that it wasn't like I think he just gets invested in whatever's whatever they need to do. So if it's like they're going for Champions League, that's the biggest that's thing ever, and he. Exactly. And it's not like, oh, we didn't win the league. It's not mentioned at all. And like Liverpool fans mm-hmm. like are thinking like, it's kind of as if we didn't even want to win the league this season. Champions League was always <laughs> yeah. the goal. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't. So like, I think that's like a great quality from Klopp. He kind of just, yeah, gets the whole team going for whatever the goal, regardless of what's happened before. And uh, yeah, their run of form is unreal. Eight wins or something in the last 10 games. Yeah. 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 Which, yeah. Uh, it is insane. And he said in the pre match, this is a cup final. And that's what he probably would have imagined told the boys as well. Um, I was, it was, I, I, from from what happened to Liverpool this season, I don't know, there's so many people on Twitter, football Twitter, you know, I, <laughs> I can't stand it. And it's just like, it's just that, oh, it's a terrible defence of the title. Oh, well, do you know what I mean? Things happen, you know, you cannot, you cannot replace. <laughs> Like every setback at the yeah, that one, uh, that one made me laugh as well. People are saying it was the worst title defense because we actually finished with more a lesser gap than City did to us last season. So it's not that terrible, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it's just everything just gets, I think, a bit blown out of proportion on. It when does, there's 14 year olds tweeting about things, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, the only two things in football that matter are goals and assists. Uh, yeah. And that's, yeah. That's it. That's it. Um, let's go next to the champions. Manchester City blew Everton away. Everton mm. were absolutely woeful. They don't need to do. They have a lot of work to do in this window. Um, Sergio Aguero got a brace to finish off his career at Man City. Uh, and it, I don't know, like, but we were talking about it as as it was going on, but his leaving do was <laughs> shocking. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you were watching it as well, Billy. I was talking to you, Jill. Oh, was it? Is it Jed? I was, was watching parts of it. I, I wasn't oh. watching. I, I switched it off by then. I saw them lifted up. Saw Aguero happy, and that was it for me. <laughs> I just, I thought, oh, do you know what? I'll just, I'll just watch it because I'm going to need to talk about it at some point. And it was just, it was, it was terrible. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they were trying to do. They had like Martin Tyler shouting Aguero into a broken microphone. <laughs> they had like 20 <laughs> gifts for him. <laughs> like, it's like, what is the gift? It's like, oh, here's this, this, here's a handmade statue of you. Here's a, here's a portrait of you made of glass here. And I was like, what, what is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was, uh, and he went to speak at the microphone. The microphone was gobbed. Um, and it, was just, it was just all very, it was all very part of mine. Um, <laughs> although Pep did get emotional, yeah, he did get very emotional. Mm. Um, he was probably thinking, oh, "Fuck, am I going to replace him in his goals?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Harry Kane. <laughs> just another hundred and fifty million right, more, please. <laughs> right, yeah. Aye. 
Five now. I mean, Everton were just absolutely nowhere near it. Um, Tom Davis, surely he's destined for the championship. Surely. <laughs> surely he is. So I mean, how is he? How is he blagging this, this <laughs> career in the Premier League? I, I don't know. I honestly do not know mm. how he's blagging this career. No, I'm just, I, I, I just, I'm quite happy because, you know, Everton had won the league in October and then yeah, they finished 10th. So it, it does make me quite happy, but I do think they need a lot of work doing this. There's, there's, there's a good basis there. You know, there's some, a spine is potentially there for Everton, uh, providing they don't lose anyone and, and things like that. But, you know, with the likes of, um, Pickford is for all of his flaws. He's still a pretty solid goalkeeper. You know, Ben Godfrey and, and Michael Keane at the back are good. Uh, that midfield, the Corey Allen and, and, um, Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin you know there's a basis there is really good for Everton they just need some tweaks they need to, to strengthen a couple of positions strengthen that bench but I mean it was just Man City at their most clinical wasn't it and they weren't they weren't even really that great it was just sort of what you expect from Man City these days I think isn't it yeah, yeah I have no idea why Ancelotti decided to go with a back four here because <clears throat> ended up like a back <laughs> Six anyway, but yeah, he should have just utilised his. Uh, I don't know what he was thinking. That's why City roll, absolutely rolled over. <laughs> oh, who's running against me in midfield? Gelfie Sigurdsson. All right, okay, easy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why you. I suppose yeah, I had nowhere else to look. Yeah, uh, you know, Tom Davis on the part stuff. I mean, yeah, I mean this was this was a poor show, be Everton, a poor show at the mm-hmm. end of the season. They all, a lot, a lot of work to be done. Um, but I think all the other. Games were, were relatively, you know, they were just... Games. You know, yeah, they were just games. They weren't really competing for anything, so I think we're going to finish up there. We are going to do um, individual reviews of all the teams in the Premier League. As I said at the beginning of the pod, we're going to have um, different fans for each other's team to talk about their season reviews. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much to our sponsors, Manscaped. Um, if you want 20% off of free shipping... Uh, Screamers 20 at the checkout uh, and we will see you in the next one uh, cheery bye find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk Sport Social Podcast Network Judy was boring hello then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com it's my little escape now Judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.